Good morning, Contrarians. Friday, December 23rd, about 6.10 a.m. Happy Christmas Eve Eve. Stocks cratered yesterday. It was a rough day across the board, but tech saw the worst of it. The NASDAQ was down more than 2%. The S&P 500 dropped about 1.5%. Both were well off the lows of the day. Things were looking quite ugly earlier in the session. There was, again, no clear catalyst for the move. There were some concerns about Micron, which reported earnings the previous evening. And, of course, Tesla continues to be a point of concern as well. That stock was down 9% yesterday, continuing a terrible month for the stock. I don't know exactly what it's down, but it's a lot. Now, as of this morning, it's about 10 after 6 a.m., It looks like some cautious risk on could be developing. But we said that yesterday, I believe, and uh, we saw how yesterday turned out, so don't get too excited. But stock futures are showing some signs of life. We have the Russell 2000, which tracks small caps, up nine-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ futures are up a half of 1%. S&P 500 futures up a little less than that. Commodities are gaining ground. Again, WTI crude oil up almost 2% to trade around $79 a barrel. Copper is up 1.5%. believe that is the first time we've seen this week that we've seen copper move at all like that. So maybe a promising sign there. Cryptos continue to tread water. Bitcoin changing hands around 16900 Bonds aren't doing much. So today is all about the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, also known as the PCE deflator. This is the Fed's preferred inflation gauge, although you wouldn't know it judging by how little reaction this often gets from the market. The CPI, on the other hand, which is less apparently less washed by the Fed, has moved markets quite violently these last couple of months. But today we get the BC deflator, and this uh, is out at 8.30 a.m. The core figure, which excludes Uh, food and energy and is the most closely watched one. Economists expect this one to increase by two-tenths of a percent month over month, which would be identical to the gain that it saw last month. That would translate to a 4.7% year-over-year rise, which is below the 5% that we've seen last month. But month-over-month gains, I mean, two-tenths of 1% is basically nothing. That's not the type of thing that's going to really show up anywhere as far as prices but it is still an increase. But anyway, those are the expectations. Uh, so look for that at 8.30. At the same time, we get durable goods orders, which will probably be overshadowed by the PCE deflator. But economists are expecting durable goods orders to drop after rising last month. Then we have new home sales out at 10. I won't bore you with that. And the Michigan Consumer Sentiment reading, another one, you may be hearing about that. You can ignore that because this is just a follow-up reading. That will probably just confirm what was in the original report two weeks ago. So, uh, and as such, it will have little impact on markets. So, safely ignore that. That leaves us with the bottom line. So, yeah, the PCE deflator, as mentioned, doesn't really move stocks as much as the CPI does. Maybe today will be different. It's the really the first big data release of the of the week we it's it's kind of hard to draw any kind of conclusion from what stocks have done this week if if anything it's been a a massive overreaction to earnings 
some good ones on Tuesday that got us to rally, some bad ones last night or Wednesday that got us to drop. So <clears throat> little in the way of new economic data. I guess the housing stuff, but that's not, not really new. But it does look like investors have been a little skittish ever since the Fed meeting early in the month. But there, the only fresh information that came out of that was on the dot plots, which is the Fed officials' expectations of interest rates next year. And they change these, often drastically. They're not binding. And so why that would move markets as much as it has is a bit of a mystery. This is why it has um, been posited here that this is what's been going on this month is likely due more to tax loss harvesting than any kind of economic signals. Investors, are, are they sell losing positions to offset gains for tax purposes, quite simple. And then after very heavy days of selling, you have a couple of bargain shoppers swoop in before we do the whole thing over again. But so that's been the, yeah. I mean, ultimately though, it really doesn't matter why this is going on. The only thing that does matter is that it is. And the key question now is for 2023, will economic growth continue in the U.S.? And will corporate earnings be able to expand along with it? And if not, how painful will a recession be, both for consumers and for corporates? And this assessment of risk, depending on where you fall with answering this question, should drive asset allocation now and into the opening weeks of 2023. It's really quite simple. If you believe that the economy is fundamentally in good shape and can continue to withstand whatever is thrown at it, we had war this year, literally, in Europe, and many other things, obviously, hawkish Fed, etc. If that is your belief, then you will want to view this opportunity to take risk, to add more risk into the portfolio. If one is more bearishly inclined, then obviously one will be quite vindicated by what's been going on this month, and one will want to take the opportunity every time there's a little bounce to sell all that and to dump risk. Whatever your view, be sure to do your own research and make your own decisions. That's the mantra for 2022, 2023, and any other time, really. So this is likely the last podcast of the year. I'll make it a free one. There is very little on the calendar next year, uh, next year, next week. And uh, so if there's any unexpected news that move, comes into moves markets, there often is this last week of the year, then I'll, I'll be back and do another briefing and podcast one of the, whenever, it, whenever it happens. Otherwise, I will speak to you in 2023. So happy new year. Thank you again for supporting the podcast all year, every year, every day. Your support is greatly appreciated. You can, can and should share your thoughts with me by sending it to contrarianpod at gmail.com. If you receive this email, you can simply reply to it and I will get it. You can also text me or WhatsApp me or signal me or telegram, whatever. A number will have been sent to you when you subscribed. And you can also comment on the Substack or in the Substack chat. So that's where we are today, this uh, last day before Christmas in 2022, penultimate week of trading in 2022. But again, next week should probably be light. So 
you probably won't be hearing from, hearing from me again until next year. With that, I leave you. Look forward to speaking to you next year. Bye.